0: Welcome to our podcast with Emma and Julie, where parenting is at the heart of what we do. Rewind. Reset. Renew.
1: So today we're here with Emma and we're going to be talking about eating, but I'd first like to just sort of go back to one of our quotes that we've done in other podcasts and look at the first years of life when the brain develops is the fastest and the neurons are connecting and expanding. So the more experiences we can give our children in those early years, the better. And that's in relation to sleep, eating, feeding, behaviour, all those things that we know children are learning to do. And we know that that's how they're developing emotionally and intellectually in those first five years of life. But when we've been doing our little workshops in nursery, lots of information have come back where parents really do need help with supporting their child's dietary requirements, eating, fussy eating, and all those things that probably give us as parents a bit of a headache. So, Emma, how can you help our parents today?
0: so before i start about the eating and facts i'm going to just recap on therapeutic parenting so this is a way of being feeling behaving managing ourselves and all of these things in this acronym pace are really important throughout when you're thinking about your child eating it's really important to consider the way that we are being as parents so it stands for Playful, Accepting, accepting, Curious and Empathic, PACE. And just as we're thinking about eating now, we're going to think about those things running through all of this. Um, we're also going to consider the acronym HALT-O, H-A-L-T-O, and it stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired and Overwhelmed. And we can't regulate our emotions when we are hungry, angry, lonely, tired or overwhelmed. So it's just something to have there in the background so we can be aware of it, I guess. So here are the eating facts. Toddlers need to eat often. As much as six times a day. Now, this has come from the NHS website. So this includes three meals a day and two to three snacks. And toddlers have small stomachs about the size of their fist. So if you look at at your own fist, that's the size of your own stomach. And also, if you look at your child's fist, that's the size of their stomach. So they can't eat very much at one time. The next thing is exposure to different foods help us to like certain foods and dislike certain foods. And their taste buds are very, very, very sensitive. And there's evidence to suggest that children need to be exposed to a food at least 12 to 15 times before they can
1: start to like it. So tell us a little bit about how children uh, struggle with certain foods. And we've looked at children responding to having to see and taste foods sort of up to sort of 15, could be 15 times. And in nursery, we know that that positivity of seeing other children try foods encourages other children that might not want to eat them to try them in a safe space. What sort of advice can you give at home, Emma, for those parents? It's a lot easier in nursery because you can praise other children for eating and say, well done, look how well you're eating, and you're really, really strong eating all those vegetables. But at home, what sort of tips and how can you relate it to that, that home environment? So I guess
0: trying not to fixate on the amounts of food they're eating, if they're only eating a little bit, it's understandable because the stomachs are only that big anyway. So tasting foods, the textures, um, the smells, obviously smell is another sense, and they're, they're going to be doing this quite a lot in the early years because they're just trying things. And also when we've been pregnant and we've had our children, while they're in the womb, they're They're interacting through the placenta with all the foods that we eat. So they tend to like the same things that we've eaten throughout pregnancy uh, because it's familiar to them. So I know that my son did um, used to eat loads of potatoes and cheese and things like that because during pregnancy, that's all I ate jacket potatoes with cheese and mayonnaise and butter and funnily enough that's what he still likes today yet my daughter when I was pregnant with her she I had lots and lots of salad and fruit and veg and she absolutely loves that now so I guess when you're pregnant that it it does matter so there's things like paying attention to adopting healthy eating habits sitting together as a family through times, Lots of parents mm. say, don't they? Uh, well, we eat later when they've gone to bed and I always encourage them to eat with the children so that you're all doing it together and modelling the behaviour that you want your
1: child to mirror. I think that's crucial, Emma, because as I said earlier in nursery, you've got the motivational factor of other children eating and tasting things and, you know, you can give that praise and reward and, and talk about how it tastes and what they like on the plate... And if you're not eating with your children at home, it's a very solitary act. So who's there to sort of role model? Who's there to inspire you? How can you have fun with food? You know, even getting your children involved in maybe preparing the meal. Um, And that's had a really positive impact because they feel part of it. They know what's going on the plate and they're going to be more likely to try it because they've been involved. So that's quite a good tip, I think, of families getting back together and eating together.
0: Mm. Uh, And then thinking about phones and telly and music and all the things that would distract us. Sensory again, think about the sound of things. Sometimes it's too much for children to cope with all of those. It's overwhelming. Too much, too much going on in the house and around them. So often we have to turn things off so that we actually can chat and talk about the day and what we've been doing and where we've been and what's happened. So, and that's another good point to think about, making healthy food choices as a, as a family. Looking at what you whether you can meal plan together, whether you can decide the, the schedule that you have and what times that you eat and... Not to draw attention to wasted food. Lots of times we've we've been... And in our strapline, we talk about rewind. And the rewind part for me is when we were growing up as little ones, we had to eat everything that was on our plates. We had to eat all of it before we got dessert. And if you didn't, you didn't get dessert. Well, it, and then if you don't eat it, what a waste. Think about the children in Africa we used to yeah. get. Oh, yeah yeah so but now it's about thinking portion sizes your child can't eat as much as you think they can and they fall quick so you have to think even if they are wasting a little bit of food it's not a major problem think about the portion sizes before you present it to your child don't overwhelm them keep it simple And again, offer the food 12 to 15 times before ruling a food out and then wait a short amount of time till you reintroduce it. So, Julie,
1: how can we make eating fun? Well, I think you've mentioned quite a few things in there. So let's just have a bit of a recap. Um, Give gentle, positive encouragement and praise. Really, really does work in nursery. You know, we look at a child not eating. Don't focus on them not eating. Focus on who is eating so if it's your husband that's eating well focus on him if you've got another sibling focus on them that will take the attention from them more likely to give them that time to look at what they want to eat and encourage them to want to have that positive praise you mentioned eating with your child they can copy that's really really important that role modeling And again, it is eating small, but often. And they're one of the best ways of sort of keeping your sugars up, keeping you consistent. Um, And we do that in nursery. So they have rolling snack. They have a table they can go and access and and have fruit. And they know that can be unlimited throughout the day. Maybe a couple of hours before we eat food, uh, eat our lunch. We might sort of reduce what's on that snack table. But again, it's giving the children opportunity to identify their own sort of hunger patterns and where they're feeling and then be encouraged to go and try things and and eat a little bit of fruit before they eat lunch. And another one was don't have any distractions. So yes, turn off that TV. Please don't have that on. Might be nice to have some music in the background if that's what you want. A little bit of calming music and don't just remove the food straight away you know if they're not going to eat it leave it there for a little bit some of the things we may say is you know if you can even just try it or you know taste it once you might like it Um, and give them those opportunities try not to rush it and I know that's really really hard when you're working or you've got to pack up the table and you've got the next thing on but don't let them see your sense of frustration Um, And I think rewarding what you want to see, praise the, you know, the good things rather than focus on the negatives and try not to bribe your children. So many parents, well, if you eat this, you can have a biscuit. You know, we shouldn't really be doing that. It's an intrinsic need to eat. We want them to really want to try different foods to build the strength And variety of taste buds. You can do that in lots of fun ways if you find your children are resistant to certain foods. We've done little games in nursery where we might blindfold the children and we we all have a smell of some new fruit or a taste and then pass it round and try and describe what it tastes like. You can make things in an exciting way and make it fun rather than feeling the being dictated to. But please never force your child to eat something that they don't want to because you're really not going down the right path that way Um, and can have, you know, huge impact on on them and food in the future. And don't worry about it. Just keep trying, you know. It happens. We can all go off foods. We know that ourselves. And then we can go back to liking them again. But don't give yourself that added pressure. So, Emma, any other tips? What you could do? Yeah, I've... Another couple
0: of ideas is to actually bake together or make food together. Simple ways is for a wrap, you know, just a normal wrap. You could make cheese and tomato wrap and pe- make it into a pizza. Get them to get the puree, tomato puree, to spread it on with a spoon, the back of the spoon, and then grate some cheese and sprinkle it on. Add some things that you you like together. Make fruit kebabs, having fruit milkshake, um, using cutters to make food into different shapes, to make sandwiches or stars or flowers, maybe have an indoor picnic, a teddy bear's picnic. So it's just ideas that you might be able to do with your child. But if you get them involved and also when you're doing snacks, offer two. So they've got a choice of whether they want an apple or banana seems a bit random but you're encouraging autonomy later on so that's really important for them to make choices and to have control over something themselves
1: i think those are all really good points and hopefully you can go away have some fun and start trying to see food in a very different way Anything else you'd like to add at the end of our little chat, Emma? That's it for now. Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much for joining us once again. We'll look forward to you joining for the next one. See you soon. Bye.